Blog Talk Radio. Chilling this your decoration day 2017 right here from these your Sea Islands in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that I wanted to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year the Queen quite had from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation and Hunter hostess for this your station. We're so glad that I wanted to taught them not robbery for tune in one more again. With we, we so glad that Hunter Chillin start off with we this your day and thing like that. Well, we the key uplifting to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. So this year evening, looks like we do annually upon this year day and thing like that. We want pay homage to we ancestors them. Well, they did it that first time. Equine and put them flowers on them, pun them grave and them soldiers and thing what we done for. Right here in Charleston, South Kakalaki, in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So this year evening, let me take a little bit of a long moment of silence for all of them. Yeah. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. We're so glad that our hundred children are tuning in with we one more again this evening. We want to salute all the freedom fighters and the soldiers. For we and thing like that, for make sure that we the free and thing like that, and we won't 
ski tanks and pay homage to all of them whether in crossover and red of us, salute all of them was still there with we. So Hunter chillin', anytime you know he did finish your program and thing like that, if Hunter wanna crack your teeth with we, he come on you in the live chat and thing like that. And if Hunter wanna crack your teeth after this year, you can email we to G U L L G E E C O at AOL dot com. And you can always get in touch with we Pun, the Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Facebook fan page, and read of us, Gwine, and support. We sponsor the Gullah Geechee Sealant Coalition at gullahgeechee.net. And we salute all of we who soldiers in the Gullah Geechee Sealant Coalition who still fight for people's human rights, even this year day, and beyond. Yeah? So we're so glad that all the hundred children dare this evening. And so he hopes that Hunter Chillin had one good old time and thing like that. With Hunter family over this year weekend and thing like that. Have Hunter been out to celebrate? Because we had plenty of festivities and festival and thing going on. We hope that you had one good time and thing like that. And now if Hunter to drive and thing and a Yeti, we please drive safely and get home safely and thing like that and all of that. So we say all that before we get into this year. Because you know, this year they call them Memorial Day. But yet the people have been a crack of teeth earlier up on Facebook and things like that. And for make sure all hundred children would have yet even know, can understand everything. Because it looks like everybody ain't got the right understanding. Let me crack with teeth all the rest of the week so that all the listeners around the world were yet it is your show and download everything like that. I'll understand. Today in the United States is called Memorial Day. I saw that a sister had to post earlier on Facebook. This is Memorial Day, not Veterans Day. And she posted nothing more than that statement. And I said, that's exactly right. But then I realized this sister had an understanding of what our story is and what the legacy of today is. Because there is also a celebration in the United States called Veterans Day. Interestingly enough, the Gullah Festival happens during Memorial Day weekend, and the Heritage Day celebration happens during Veterans Day weekend in November. So you have May and you have November. People should not be confusing these two U.S.-designated holidays. Now, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, Hunagwai Yeti, we crack, we teach a decoration day. We have and celebrate what we commemorate as Decoration Day. Decoration Day is today. Now, every year at this time, I do all that I can to take the time out to really respect the memorializing of the day by paying respect and homage to those who fought truly for the freedom of previously enslaved Africans. That is what I focus on during a day like today. Because if you understood and overstood the historical context of the day, you would grasp why it is significant to make a distinction between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. And one of the things that I realize 
after reading that statement, before reading that statement, in fact, but it sort of resonated after reading that statement of how unclear people are because they have a lack of knowledge of his story or our story. That most of the time, people also don't take the time during whether you call it Memorial Day or Decoration Day to actually honor the legacy of the women who were part of those that fought for our freedom, that supported the soldiers, that were soldiers themselves during the U.S. Civil War. So I felt that it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. I'm not that kind of person. Y'all realize that. I'm either not a follower type of girl. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, but if I know to do right, I'm going to do it. Because they say the opposite of that is sin. So therefore, if others won't do right and they want to ignore all the women out there that gave their life's blood to assisting, to dodging bullets while they helped to nurse soldiers that were laid out on the battlefield and so forth, I'm not going to join that crew. I'm going to be in with those who truly want to know the full story of the journey of freedom and how there are times in that journey of freedom that some of your soldiers may fall. And if they do, you don't just do as they say in the movies, go on without me, and then just forget about them. But you continue to honor their legacy. Many people come to Beaufort County, South Carolina, and Charleston County, South Carolina, this time of year, over the course of the last weekend and today, in order to be part of festivals that are going on and that are launched during this course of this weekend. A lot of people come because of graduations that are going on during this time frame as well, and for the beach, right? But here it is that they walk over, drive over, drive past the historic places and don't realize that this whole area was a battlefield. So the fact that we have a national cemetery in Beaufort County, South Carolina, outside of which is a historical marker to the 1st South Carolina Volunteer Regiment, the fact that we have a national cemetery down in Jacksonville, Florida, still in the Gullah Geechee Nation, that people for granted, but you shouldn't. The one in Beaufort County, South Carolina, actually was signed into law by U.S. President Abraham Lincoln. So it has its value. It has its place. There's a context for which we do Decoration Day by going in to the oldest of the graves that are there and actually putting new flowers and decorating those graves where people would go in with small U.S. flags and put them on the graves anew and afresh. And now, of course, federal people that work there and everything, they make sure that's done. And so there's a context. There is a reason for everything. And a dry long soul city should have gone on. And so it's interesting now after the many years of learning about the history and historical legacy of Gullah Geechee's involved in the creation of what now is celebrated as a national holiday in the United States. 
it's interesting that knowing that story has enlightened me all that much more to notice when people try to ensure that they revise the story or that they try to skew the story. And so interestingly enough, where in the past when I would go to do this broadcast, I could just dive right in, one might say, to the discussions of the true founding of the day. But today, when I looked up Decoration Day, I found something that I'd never found before that folks want to write about now, again, to take away some of the credit, not totally discredit, but take away some of the credit from people of African descent for starting something, founding it, and then maintaining it. So let's deal with these two days or these two titles to the same day. Decoration Day and Memorial Day. Okay? Now, Decoration Day observances were usually held on May the 30th for quite some time. In fact, they say from 1868 forward, Decoration Day began being celebrated on May the 30th. Now, notice when I said May 30th, 1868 forward up to this time, they would start doing Decoration Day. Now, in May of 1868, a group called the Grand Army of the Republic, and we have a Grand Army of Republic in Beaufort, South Carolina. We have a building. If you watch Gullah Geechee TV, you saw when we documented the actual unveiling of the marker at that Grand Army of the Republic, which is a black institution as far as we're concerned. It's a Gullah Geechee institution. Well, it actually is an organization that's national in the U.S. It's a group of veterans from the Union Army that call for a day to remember those who had died in the Civil War. In May of 1868, they called for this holiday, and that is when they said we want to memorialize them. And so they started doing this that now people call the Memorial Day celebration. Now, folks want to put out here that it was General John Logan that issued a call, a written call for people to observe the day dedicated to putting flowers out, strewing with flowers, as I put it, or otherwise decorating the graves of comrades who had died in defense of their country during the late rebellion and whose bodies now lie in almost every city, village, and hamlet churchyard in the land. Once again, that's May of 1868. However, as most of you who tune into this program on a regular basis are already well aware, we were memorializing and decorating the burial areas of the soldiers here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, decorating those graves already since 1865. Three years prior to any type of written call, there was a spiritual call. All right? Now, let's go back to that before we get into discussing who we're now memorializing. 
at this period of time. 257 Union soldiers had been placed in a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp in Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, the historic peninsula of Chucktown, Charleston, South Kakalaki in the Gullah Geechee Nation. There's a Confederate prison camp because, of course, if they caught you fighting for the other side, you became a prisoner of war. 257 people died in there, were buried in one mass grave, were not given proper burials. So when the Gullah Geechee folks realized that this is what happened after the war had already, they had already said, okay, it's about up, it's over, 1865 now. For two weeks, folks dug up the bodies and buried them properly, individually, instead of in a mass grave. If you don't really grasp the concept of a mass grave, you can look up pictures of civil wars in West Africa and Sierra Leone, Liberia, and look up mass graves on Google, and you can see some modern-day ones. You could also simply watch the movie Glory all the way to the end, and it will leave an indelible mark on your mind of the mass graves that existed during the U.S. Civil War. Okay? So now you're talking about someone after the stench of these people being buried in there for who knows how long together, opening up this massive cavern and then taking each body out and having proper graves for each one. Two weeks long doing this, buried them back. Well, when they were buried, the teachers, missionaries, and the Gullah Geechee folk decided for the May ceremony that they wanted to honor these folks that were buried out there on this race course that had become a prison camp for the Confederate side during the Union, during the, the Civil War, and it buried the Union soldiers there. So the freedmen, as we were now being called in 1865, this men, women, and children, cleaned up the landscaped area after the bodies were buried properly. They built an enclosure around it, and they put up an arch, because, again, we're metalworking people and creative people, they made an archway for you to enter through, and over it they put martyrs of the race course on that archway. 10,000, approximately 10,000 Gullah Geechis and other freedmen, but primarily Gullah Geechis, gathered for that May 1st, all right, that many people celebrate another way. And y'all heard my show earlier this, this month on May Day. They celebrate May Day. But in that case they celebrated May Day to commemorate the war dead. And this was the reason we still have a record of this is the New York Tribune and other national papers came to Charleston and they covered this celebration. And so here it was that there was some three 
thousands of those people that were out there were children. They were Gullah Geechee children that had just gotten placed in the Freedman schools, the initial one-room schoolhouses, and there were schools around at the Penn School and the, the mutual aid societies. Existed. There was the Mather School. These schools, but these schools that were around the area and the people that could make it there by boat and by cart and everything, they gathered there in groves for that celebration. Union troops were there. Ministers were there. Missionaries from up north were there. All of these folks in mass brought flowers out, and they placed them on the graves, and it got reported as the first Decoration Day. So this Decoration Day that started May 1st, 1865, evolved into this call by this gentleman three years later to say to all of the people who had been in the military themselves to go and also put out flowers and decorate the graves of their fellow fallen of their fellow soldiers that had now fallen. And so this is where the origin of Memorial Day actually is. The songs and the flowers were places of honor. That place that was previously labeled as the martyrs of the race course with that over the top that had been a race course earlier on is now Hampton Park. So many times people come to Charleston and wonder why the Moja celebration and other activities happen in Hampton Park. You wonder why is a Denmark VC statue in the middle of everything in that park that everybody sees when they come as tourists versus Hampton Park, which is further over that folks might say is a little bit in the hood. Ain't no hood no more. Everything's being gentrified in Charleston. Another topic for another night. Um, here it is that Hampton Park is where that all took place. And so when we go there, we should realize we are walking on, treading on, shouting on, singing on, drumming on sacred ground. Now we could get into later how people were sold on that race course too and how come the Confederates then used it later as a burial ground. They'd already tried to bury people's spirits there when they sold folks there. But now they just let you die there because how dare you fight for your freedom. Well, there were some folks that fought for freedom for us who didn't die during that war, but it wasn't that folks didn't want them dead. One such person we're going to talk about just in a little bit that we have memorialized over this past weekend. But before I go to talking about her, I want to talk about someone who was a native Gullah Geechee, who we don't often call a, a soldier, but she was a black army nurse. And I feel like you have to be mustered into service on some level to be a nurse. I know I used to watch MASH on television, and I watch it now sometimes when I see it in reruns. And there were women there, and they were still considered part of the troops. And so at the same time, I honor Sister Susie King-Taylor, I honor this ancestor who was born on August 6, 1848, and we'll honor her again this year during the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival because it will happen 
right around the time of her Earth Day. So please, we we are the theme this year for the festival is for we ancestors, and so this is in honor of her and several of the other ancestors that stood for our freedom. So please make sure to be here with us to honor her legacy, the legacy that she left, because we will be commemorating this event. And you can go to info to find out more. Go to info. But we will be here in celebration on St. Helena Island with Fowey ancestors from Friday, August the 4th to Saturday, August the 6th. And so Saturday, August the 6th, which happens to be the Earth Day or birthday of Susie King Taylor, we will be at the Atlantic Ocean doing a tribute to her and many of our other ancestors that came in in bondage but fought their way to freedom. So here it is. Susie King Taylor was the first black army nurse. She was part of the first South Carolina volunteers that I mentioned that there's a historic marker and dedication to outside of the National Cemetery here in Buford. They later called the First South Carolina Volunteer Regiment or First South Carolina Volunteers, First South Carolina African Regiment, you'll see it written that way in different places, as the 33rd U.S. Colored Infantry Regiment. And I feel honored because one of our associates who runs tours in Charleston was doing research and found one of the Goodwine's records for when he mustered into service into the 33rd U.S. Colored Infantry Regiment. And so I then was able to finally hold a piece of my family legacy in hand with proof, written proof. We knew oral history, but with written proof of one of my family members that served in the Union during the U.S. Civil War. Susie King Taylor's husband was part of that same regiment and for four, for four years. And so Susie didn't get paid. Her husband did, but she didn't. They didn't pay women then. It kind of just looked at you as your husband was to take care of you. The men got the money. Women didn't at that time. So if you want to really learn about the intricacies of her life and what went on during that war, look at one of the books we have in the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan archive, which I'm going to make sure that we have some more copies of when our festival comes around in honor of her. It's called Reminiscence of My Life in the Camp with the 33rd U.S. Colored Troops, late First South Carolina Volunteers. She's the only woman that ever published a memoir of being in that Civil War. So it is a book that you need to have in your collection. Just look up Susie, S-U-S-I-E, Taylor. Susie King Taylor. If you look up Susie King Taylor and go to Amazon, you'll find this book on her life. And she was actually someone who was from our Georgia coastal empire here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. She had a school, and she taught many of our Gullah Geechee people how to read and write in Savannah, Georgia. She would teach the children in the daytime, and she would teach adults at nighttime. Now, she wasn't initially from Chatham County. She herself had been born into bondage in Liberty County, South Carolina. 
Liberty County is one of the counties. You've seen us during Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, which will be coming up the last week of July again this year, where you've seen us there receiving proclamations, reading proclamations to you because of their continued support of Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, just as Chatham County supports Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, along with Fuford County where Susie King Taylor came and was then mustered into service on the island of Port Royal in the town of Port Royal at what became Camp Saxon, which is now part of the Reconstruction Monument, National Monument in the U.S. That's one of a multi-site monument. You've heard me speak about it. You've heard us blogging about it on GullahGeecheeNation.com, and there will be a lot more to come as that monument is in full operation Later on, by next year, there'll be a lot more going on with it, but you can currently come down and actually get to come around to some of the sites of you take the Gullah Root Experience Tour, which you can find at GullahGeechee.us and GullahGeechee.net, where our sponsors are. We can still connect you and take you around to many of these sites now. And so here it is that Susie King-Taylor, was right there with a shouting been a going on when the Emancipation Proclamation got read. I'm sure that when she was born in 1848, enslaved in Liberty County, Georgia, she wasn't thinking that day was necessarily going to come like that. Like everyone else, I'm sure she had hope for it. But I don't think that she was thinking that this was just going to happen in this way. She was actually born as Susan Ann Baker. Okay, Susan Ann Baker was her birth name. When she was seven, she was then sent to her grandmama named Dolly in Savannah. She had a very close relationship with her grandmother, and so she was able to start to see how to become more self-sufficient because her grandmother actually pushed her grandchild into a school that a lady named Miss Woodhouse was running illegally to educate the black children, okay, the Gullah children. So her grandma went on and got her into that school. And so that then Susan, later as we know as Susie, Learn to read and write, okay? So here it is that she became literate and she continued on, as time went on, learning a lot more about this fight for freedom. Now she had to go back to her mama on the Isle of Wright when her grandma got arrested because she was singing freedom songs, freedom spirituals, during a church meeting one time. But then she came back up to where Fort Pulaski is, all right, with her mama. She ended up there, and the union took that fort eventually not too much longer after they first moved there. So then her uncle and his family 
ended up on St. Catherine's Island. You all have heard me talk of Atunas Campbell. You all can go into the landmarks in Helena Branch Library. You'll see the names of some of these islands on information for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's exhibit that's part of the reconstruction room that we have inside the St. Helena Branch Library. Now, they moved to St. Catharines, then received the union protection there, and then transferred back down over to St. Simon's Island. You all have seen images and everything of us on St. Simon's Island doing different libation ceremonies and celebrations down there. Okay? Now, Taylor then told the commanding officers in the midst of all this she knew how to read and write. So that's when they offered her a job that she could teach children and adults on the island. So she started out down there doing that while the Union forces were there. So now as she became more and more known and the school was becoming more involved with more and more of the Gullah Geechee children and adults going in there and working and everything and operating. And she ended up teaching about 40 children in the day school, and she couldn't even count, it seems, how many adults would come to her at night when they realized they could learn to read. And then in October of 1862, St. Simons was evacuated. So when everybody evacuated St. Simon's Island, there was Susie had already now gotten married there. She had married this man named Edward King, who was a non-commissioned officer. Most of the the black soldiers were non-commissioned in the First South Carolina Volunteers of African Descent, which, as I said earlier, later became the United States 33rd United States Colored Troops as of February 8, 1864. So they went on. She moved with the husband and the brothers' regiments. She was a nurse. She was a laundress. She was a teacher. She would do all of this while the men were on the battlefield she would be at the encampment, and this was the role that she played to assist everyone, okay? She, I'm sure, was a bit stunned and in disbelief when she got the word in September of 1866 that her husband had died because she was pregnant then. And so later on, they say that, you know, he possibly worked uh, at a dock and that it was a work-related accident at that point because the war was over when he died. But here it is that she had to close her school and she went back to Liberty County. She established another school there. Then she went to Savannah and she continued to teach freedmen and everyone there and helped with freedmen's aids organizations and everything. And so... She was always known as the nurse of Camp Saxton, okay? And so eventually she went on up north. In 1870, she went to Boston to do domestic work for a wealthy white family up there. And then 
she met Russell Taylor, who was from Georgia. So that's how she get the last name Taylor, because y'all probably said, well, wait a minute, how she get the name, like she got, why is it Susie King Taylor? Well, the first husband, last name was King. Last, The second husband, last name was Taylor. Susie King Taylor, all right. And then she went back to Liberty County, married him on April 20th, 1879. And then after that, ended up back in Boston. She stayed there for the rest of her life. And so she didn't actually write her journals at that time. She wrote it as reminiscences because she actually did this while after she cared for her son that was dying. The baby that she had, she had a son. He was dying in the 1890s. She wrote her reminiscences, and then they got published in 1902. Susie King Taylor lived to 1912, so at least she had some opportunity to be around as people read her reminiscences, and I'm sure she had the opportunity to share firsthand accounts with people of her story and her legacy of what she did while she was here as part of the 1st South Carolina Volunteers and the 33rd U.S. Colored Infantry African Regiment. And so for me to discover that book when I became an adult and not having had anyone at any point in time provide me with that literature when I was in school and I was always a person that loved to read and loved black history, I felt, you know, a little bit taken aback to find it, but then not for very long because most of our story, especially her story, that I've learned, I've learned by uncovering it in very obscure places. You go to a used bookstore, you go to some antique or dusty store, and they just have a bookshelf somewhere or some boxes full of books, and I find things in there that folks have given to them, and now they're selling it a dollar or 50 cents or things like that, or someone will come along and just say, I want to make a contribution to the work you're doing, and if any of these books would be of use to you, we'll give you the books, and so then I end up with a whole plethora of additional books that way. Right now, I always go to our local libraries, in particular the St. Helena Branch Library, and purchase books at our library, at the public library. You can not only rent, I mean, take out books for a period of time with your library card, but you can also buy books. And so I still buy a lot of books at nowhere near what the price would cost you otherwise. And that money goes back into the library's coffers or funds for them to have additional money with which to purchase more books so that we can continue to educate Gullah Geechee children. I think it not robbery, and I think it honors the legacy of people like Susie King Taylor that gave their lives to helping educate our people, even though it was illegal. It pays homage to her grandmama, who wanted to make sure that she was educated and wanted her granddaughter to be educated and especially wanted them to fight for freedom and put that spirit in them to do so. And I think that their legacy to be valued and needs to be presented much sooner in life to our young people. And so as a result... I also thought it not robbery, 
And most of you who are Gullah Geechee Nation folks who watch Gullah Geechee TV on a regular basis, you have already seen this week's episode of Gullah Geechee TV where we took you to the groundbreaking ceremony that we had on last Saturday morning. It is a blessing and an honor to live in such a time that even if I go tomorrow, as the song says, if anyone should ever write my life story for whatever reason there might be, okay, they will need to include, if they're going to be accurate, that I've given time, effort, money, and expertise to the International African American Museum in Charleston. And now giving time and money to the monument to Harriet Tubman, which will be placed at the campus of the Tabernacle Baptist Church in downtown Beaufort, South Carolina. Many people are natives of the Gullah Geechee Nation, and in particular natives of Beaufort County. Some put on the bottom of Facebook, is this the same church where Robert Smalls is? Yes, it is. Where Robert Smalls and his two wives are buried, where the bust of Robert Smalls stands, is Tabernacle Baptist Church which has its own historic marker there because like many of the historic churches in the Gullah Geechee Nation that they say were the black churches, the Gullah Geechee churches over all these years, that church is one that split out from the white congregations during chattel enslavement and formed their own congregation and eventually had their own building there. And Right now, Pastor Kenneth C. Hodges has been a pastor there for many, for many, many moons at this point. And he was actually in the South Carolina General Assembly when he was able to get the Cumbie River Bridge name changed to the Harry Tubman Bridge and now has launched a $500,000 campaign for the establishment of the Harry Tubman Monument to be placed at the site of the Tabernacle Baptist Church. So I thank the church for having the, to follow the vision. Where there's no vision, the people perish. And so when you come into Beaufort and you go to Tabernacle, just up the block is West Street. West Street was our black Wall Street in Beaufort, South Carolina. There are other streets like Port Republic, and then there's another street right around the corner where Harriet Tubman actually worked and lived. She also was a nurse with the 1st South Carolina, the 33rd U.S. Colored Infantry. She was also, though, mustered into service as a scout. Harriet Tubman worked in intelligence for the Union during the U.S. Civil War. Now, coming up on June 2nd, we once again commemorate the Cumbie River Raid that you've heard me talk about on this show. You've heard us discuss it, and we commemorate it on Gullah Geechee TV. The Cumbie River Raid was one that Harry Tubman led along with Colonel Montgomery up the Cumbie River, which is right between Beaufort and Colleton counties here in South Kakalaki in the Gullah Geechee Nation where there were hordes and hordes of Carolina gold rice plant. And so, come this weekend, again, 
we will honor the legacy of Harriet Tubman, this time on St. Helena Island. I can't tell you for sure if Susie King Taylor met with Harriet Tubman. I can't tell you for sure if she and also Charlotte Fortin, who was here on St. Helena teaching, met. I can't tell you if all three of them ever met and sat down in the same place, but I'm sure if they did. Oh, what time it been and what have been the cracky teeth found. And so we will honor the legacy of Harriet Tubman through song and libation ceremony this coming Saturday, June the 3rd, at 11 o'clock a.m. as part of the St. Helena Island Community Market. This will be our first annual Sea Island Sound celebration as part of the St. Helena Island Community Market, which happens the first and the third Saturdays of every month. So please come out, bring your drums if you like, but definitely come out to honor the ancestor. Bring flowers if you like. Nothing is to say that Decoration Day only has to be when we decorate the dead. It doesn't mean we have to go into the burial area, the cemetery, the graveyard. We can honor our ancestors wherever we stand together. And we can honor their legacy and leave tribute to them. We also should honor one another while we yet live and give flowers to one another now, as opposed to waiting to decorate somebody's grave later. But I feel that we should never stop placing monuments to monumental women who were soldiers. S-O-U-L-J-A-H-S. Soldiers. God's soul they carried with them. These women were women of faith, women of strength, women of honor, women of healing. They had a gift to lay on their hands and get the soldiers renewed to go back out into battle. How many Seattle soldiers do we still have now? Especially, sisters, that's a question for you to answer. It is a blessing and an honor to speak of Susie King Taylor, to speak of Harriet Tubman, Mother Moses, and all that they did. But who will speak of us when we go? And what is it that we have done to honor the legacy of our foremothers? They daddy, mama, them, and all the rest of the way. Ain't got any name down, took down in a book. What have we done to honor the herbalists amongst us that still carry on the healing tradition? What have we done to be fighters for freedom and human rights today? where there's no bounty on our heads like Harriet Tubman had on hers when she came here during the Civil War because she did not have to come south. She was already north. She didn't have to come south and come into battle and fight for anything or anybody. She could have settled down in Auburn, New York, and rocked in her rocking chair, took care of people, and just went on away. But she didn't. She chose to stand up and fight because she knew if everybody wasn't free, she wasn't truly free. Susie King Taylor followed her husband into the battle. But look at that state family and family legacy and keeping your family together. Look what she did. Even if she had to just clean houses and nurse folks and take care of folks, but she taught and educated people so they could nurse and take care of themselves and take care of their families. 
She is a laundress as a nurse, and here also as a laundress and a nurse is Harriet Tubman, who taught folks how to independently operate and be self-sufficient by charging the soldiers for the washing that they did and the cooking that they did, and so that then they could own something for themselves and they could take care of themselves as women, because you done heard me say the U.S. government wasn't paying the women nothing. So here it is that these soldiers fought, even without a dollar coming. They stood for us. They healed us. They kept us together. So let us stand. Let's heal one another. Let's come together this coming Saturday, June the 3rd, from 10 to 3, at the St. Helena Island Community Market at the Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial Park. That's right at the intersection of Highway 21, which is also called Sea Island Parkway, and Dr. Martin Luther King Drive on historic St. Helena Island. You cannot miss us. If you drive straight on this island, it's at the second light. Ain't but two traffic lights on the island. So at the second light, the park is right there. You'll see the flag, the Gullah Geechee Nation flag, and the St. Helena Island Community Market sign and banner out there. So please stop. Come with at least shiny thing and thing like that and support our vendors, our merchants, our business people out there. There'll even be fresh produce out there because it's harvest season now here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Yes, church members, it's harvest time. And so come out to celebrate. Saturday at 12 noon, we'll have songs from Sister Mahogany. And so she will be singing some of her new songs, the Sea Island Songstress Mahogany, will be in the house. It will also be the launch of Black Music Month. And so in celebration of Gullah Geechee music throughout Black Music Month, we are launching with the Sea Island Celebration, Sea Island Song Celebration. After Mahogany, we are going to be at a preview to the long-awaited CD by Gwenny Vett, St. Helena Island's own songstress Gwenny Vett will be there along with her squad, the TC CC Soul Band, the singers, the backup singers, they will be there. DJ Kwame Shah will be mixing various Gullah Geechee music throughout the day along with other R&B, but a lot of these songs that y'all been dancing to and singing to and carrying on over these generations are Gullah Geechee artists, and you don't even know that they are. So you're going to get to learn a bit more of our story through this celebration as well, and so that the next time you hear some of these names out there, or you see them on YouTube, you say, hey, that I want to rewrite you on the Crocodile with them for anything like that. And so definitely want you to come on out, celebrate with us the Sea Island Sound Celebration this coming Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And y'all might wonder if I said, well, the St. Helena Community Market is the first and the third Saturdays. Well, y'all doing all that this weekend. What you doing on the third Saturday? Well, that will be the Juneteenth celebration. So the Juneteenth celebration will happen on the 17th of June, 10 to 3, same location. And so there'll still be music and everything, but it'll be a whole different type of focus. And that will continue the freedom celebration. And so, you know, every day for me is a freedom celebration because until everyone in the world has equity, we have some equal rights. And I'm talking about a human rights level, not just on a civil rights platform, but then our work is not done. And freedom, showing free. There is an investment of energy and time and money that we all have to give in order to make sure 
the next generation recognizes freedom. But what the children must know, you must teach them. And so let us honor the legacy of Susan King Taylor by passing on what we know. So I appreciate all of you that share this show on social media every week. Please follow us at Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook. You can also follow GullahGeecheeNation.com so that you can get the additional blogs that connect to many of the broadcasts and where we put out more historic information and links to what's going on. You can also follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter and on Instagram so that you can keep up with the various activities that are going on. And if you're particularly interested in what's going on at the St. Helena Market, go to St. Helena Island, well, St., just S-T, Helena Island Community Market.com. That's the whole thing you have to put on there, S-T, and then Helena Island Community Market. Dot com. I know y'all say, wow, that's a long one. Yeah, it is. But um, it lets you know you're going to the right place. And so make sure that if you're interested in participating in the market that you go there. All the details are there because we have every single month. And, again, you can email us at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. I appreciate everyone who's been supporting the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour, and our Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund that go fund me. We are only nine people away if you give a $10 donation from reaching our $4,000 mark. So please go to GoFundMe, Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund, and make a donation today. Please, if you go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's Facebook fan page, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Facebook fan page or on our Twitter feed at Gullah Geechee. You'll see the link there and just click it. Please make a donation to contribute to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. You can also bring your donations out to the events that we are having out there. And also, of course, the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival in August. We will be taking donations right there on the spot, the entire event. Everyone who's buying tickets, thank you so much for getting your weekend passes in advance because every dollar is going back into this work and in particular into this year the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund and the St. Helena Island collection, the Gullah Geechee collection for the St. Helena Branch Library. So this is where we're going to have a lot of the activities, and that's what we're fundraising for. So thank you, thank you to all the Hunter children. We're going to GullahGeechee.info or into the link on Eventbrite and have already purchased your weekend passes and have made donations and have become members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. We could not do this work without you. And so in the last few minutes that we have left of the broadcast, we want to open up the phone lines in case you all have a little shout-out or anything you want to add this evening. The call-in number is 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. We want to thank everyone that came out and supported the Harriet Tubman Monument fundraiser on Friday, the Gullah Low Country Dinner. I can let you know Reverend Hodges let us know Friday. 
it is an annual event. So every Friday prior to Memorial Day, plan to be here in Beaufort, South Kakalaki at Tabernacle Baptist Church with us at the Gullah Low Country Dinner Fundraiser. I'm not sure what else he's going to add to it, but this year I was very honored to provide the theatrical part for the Gullah Geechee Dinner Theater. And so everyone was really enthralled that stayed through, and I saw many of the people the next day at the groundbreaking ceremony, and they told me how much they enjoyed it. Everyone seemed to tell Reverend Hodges how much they appreciated and enjoyed it. And I just loved being able to embody the spirit and the energy of one of our ancestors and all she connected with with Mother Moses Minty. And so it's a blessing. So I hope to, again, have an opportunity to present Hallelujah Harriet and some other places. And so that was a blessing to be part of this historic journey we're on. So please go to HarrietTubmanMonument.com if you want to donate HarrietTubmanMonument.com if you want to learn about the different levels and how to get your name on the monument or on the grounds of the monument, which will be also a passive park for reflection and everything, then please go to Gullah Geechee TV and watch this week's episode in its entirety, okay, where it's about the Harriet Tubman Monument. Just go to Gullah TV, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot TV, Gullah TV, and that way you can see and hear all that went on on Saturday as we broke ground, and it was truly, truly, truly a blessing for me to be one of the people to hold the shovel in hand. Six of us held the shovel, and that seventh spirit, I know, was Mother Moses herself for completion. It's time for us to complete Reconstruction. Let us complete this journey and this legacy together. So please join we ya for we ancestors the first weekend of August as we honor more of our ancestors and this legacy of these ladies who were true Seattle soldiers. So I honor all of those ancestors today whose burial areas were decorated, and we memorialize you in ways sometimes that are just stone. So this evening, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio wanted to honor you in words and to truly make people realize all of the life energy that you gave. So we pray that you all continue to have a blessed rest of the evening, get some rest if on the children have to get back to work tomorrow, and then get ready, put on your dance and shoe, you know what to do. Join We Write Your Punts and Tell Nile on Saturday, 10 a.m. to Shree. Bring your chairs, bring your chairs, plenty of food and water out there for Hunter to get, or bring your chairs for sit down and come join we and the family for Sea Island Sound Celebration as we continue to honor and memorialize the legacy of those who brought us music and these beautiful sounds to the Sea Islands. This coming Saturday, 10 to 3. This year, the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for joining me on Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. <laughs>